Hey guys, welcome back to the Boxing Daily Podcast Live Stories with your host, Pam. On today's episode of Boxing Daily Live Stories Podcast, we have legendary warrior Achuru Gatti. Gatti was an Italian-Canadian professional boxer who competed from 1991 to 2007. He was a world champion in two weight classes. Gatti held the IBF Junior lightweight title from 1995 to 1998 and the WBC Super lightweight title from 2004 to 2005. He also participated in the Ring Magazine's Fight of the Year a total of four times. In 1997, 1998, and 2002, and 2003. He announced his retirement on July 14, 2007, after his death in 2009. Gatti was inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame on December 10, 2012. In his first year of eligibility, becoming the 10th Canadian boxer to be so inducted. Early life. Gatti was born in Casino, Italy and raised in Lazio, a region of central western Italy, before moving to Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Gatti eventually relocated to Jersey City, New Jersey as a teenager. He returned to Montreal after retiring from boxing to work in real estate. Shaw Amateur Career Gatti was an amateur boxer, which may sound strange to those that know him as the blood and guts warrior he would become. While training to make the 1992 Canadian Olympic team, the Italian-born, Montreal-raised Gatti decided to turn professional at 19 instead. I think it was probably because Gatti starred in a fit the amateur, but also because Gatti's goal always was to become world champion. Early Pro Career Having moved to New Jersey, Gatti made his pro debut in Sea Caucus on June the 10th, 1991, knocking out a 25-year-old fighter named Jose Gonzalez. He would win his next five bouts before suffering a six-round split decision loss to King Solomon at the famous Blue Horizon in Philadelphia in nine, in November 1992. His next fight on March 24, 1993 was his first fight abroad where he visited Amsterdam, Netherlands and knocked out Plowing Guczek in round one. He would only fight outside of the US twice more in his career. A second trip to Netherlands in 1995 and his lone fight on Canadian soil in Montreal in 2000, a 10-round decision win against Joe Hutchinson. In 1994, he beat Leon Bostic and followed through with a round one knockout over Pete Taliaferro to win the USBA Super Featherweight title. He retained the title against Richard Salazar and a former world champion in Jose Sanabria. World title win and defences. On December 15, 1995, Gatti challenged the 
the IBF super featherweight champion, Tracy Harris Patterson, Floyd Patterson's adopted son. Gatti became world champion when he narrowly outpointed Patterson, scoring 116 to 111, 115 to 112, and 114 to 113, and signed a multi fight deal with HBO to fight on HBO boxing. He only had two fights in 1996. Once defending his world title, his title defence at Madison Square Garden against Dominican Wilson Rodriguez was the first of three Gatti fights in a row to be named a candidate for the fight of the year by The Ring magazine. Dropped in round two and with his right eye closing fast, Gatti knocked Rodriguez down in round five with a left hook to the body before finishing him off in round six to retain the title. In 1997, he again won a points victory over Patterson, but this time by a larger margin. 118 to 108, 117 to 109, and 116 to 110. He then scored a technical knockout over former world champion in Calvin Grove in the seventh round of the non-title affair. Then came his defence against former world champion Gabriel Rulas, which was also named Fight of the Year by Ring Magazine, rocked by a left uppercut in the fourth, Gatti absorbed more than 15 consecutive punches before being saved by the bell. In the fifth, he connected on a left hook to knock Rulez out. Move to the lightweight division and worst year of his boxing career. Gatti relinquished the world title, going up in weight to the lightweight division. However, 1998 was his was a bad year for Gatti, as he lost all three of his fights that year. He lost by a technical knockout in round eight to Angel Manfredi, and then lost a pair of close 10 round decisions to Ivan Robinson, the first by split decision, and the second by unanimous. In Gatti Robinson two, Gatti had a point deducted in the 8th round for low blows. Had the point not been deducted, the fight would have been a draw, as Robinson was only ahead by one point on two scorecards. Gatti Robinson 1 was chosen 5 of the year by Ring Magazine, thus marking the second year in a row that Gatti fight was given that award, and the third year in a row a Gatti fight was nominated. He only had one fight in 1999, knocking out Reyes Munoz in round one. Gatti's first fight of 2000 proved to be controversial. Faced with, with former world champion Joey Gamachi, Gatti won by a knockout in round two. A subsequent lawsuit by Gamachi's handlers claimed Gatti had gained 19 pounds since the weigh-in the day before, and thus had a large advantage over Gamachi. In the wake of the fight, boxing regulators pushed for a new law, limiting the amount of weight a competitor can gain between the weigh-in and the time of the fight. Gatti was also accused by Gamachi handlers of not having actually made the contracted weight of £141. After Gatti and Gamachi, some boxing commissions started weighing boxers a second time. Gatti also won 
his two other fights that year against Eric Dukabuiski and Joel Hutchinson. In 2001, Gatti only had one fight, going up in weight to meet welterweight Oscar De La Hoya, who beat him by a technical knockout in five rounds. In 2002, Gatti returned to the light welterweight division and defeated former world champion Teron Millet by a knockout in round four. Trilogy with Mickey Ward, legendary fights. The first fight was undoubtedly the best. Two men at a crossroads. Ward, a battle-tested veteran who won the 2000 fight of the year for his brawl with Emmanuel Burton, was the kind of guy you can never count out. He was a merciless attacker with a heart that matched even Gatti's. It can't be put into words what they did that night. Instead of trying to describe it, just go and watch round 9, the greatest of them all. When all 10 rounds were said and done, Ward left with a majority decision victory, making Gatti just 5-5 five and five in his last 10 outings. But for the third time, a Gatti brawl won the fight of the year. When they met again in November 2002, Gatti clearly beat Ward in another 10-rounder, winning on scores of 98-90, to 98-91 and 98-91. It was his best total performance in years and put him back in the game. Their rubber match in June 2003 had high stakes and high drama. A better war than the second bout, Gatti broke his twice repaired right hand when he struck Ward's hip bone with attempted body shot in the fourth round. However, final scorecards read 96-93, 96-93 and 97-92 in favour of Gatti. Ward went out on his shield with another decision loss. It would be his final fight. For an amazing fourth time, Achura Gatti was a participant in the fight of the year. Like many great rivals, Gatti and Ward will forever be linked to one another, said Gatti of Ward in 2002. And I quote, He is me. He's everything I am. He's a true warrior and I have nothing but respect for him. Gatti vs Ward 1 and 3 are also part of HBO's 10 best fights of the decade. Second World Title Win and defences. On January 24th, 2004, Gatti having recovered from a broken hand, scored a 10th round knockdown and defeated Gianluca Branco of Italy by a 12th round unanimous decision to win the vacant WBC light welterweight title. On July 24th, 2004, he knocked out the previously unbeaten former world champion in Leonard Durin Durftai in two rounds at Atlantic City to retain his title. Gatti's second defence of his WBC title came against former WBC super featherweight champion Jesse James Leha on January the 29th, 2005. Gatti beat Leha by a fifth round knockout. That same night, Achiro's protege Danny 
Little Mac McDermott won his pro debut. Floyd Mayweather fight. Gatti fought former super featherweight champion and light world champion Floyd Mayweather Jr. on June the 25th, 2005. He took a horrific beating and Gatti's corner men threw in the towel after he was beaten around the ring, thus ending his title reign via six-round technical knockout. Late Pro Career After the loss to Mayweather, Gatti moved up to welterweight division. He beat Thomas Damgard on January 28, 2006 by an 11th round technical knockout to win the vacant IBA welterweight title and become a champion in three different weight classes. On July 22, 2006, Gatti lost by a TKL to Carlos Baudemir. Vying for the WBC and the Ring Welterweight Championship, he then broke off his relationship with Buddy McGurk and had a new trainer in Mickey Ward, who he had previously fought in the trilogy. Mickey Ward told the Atlantic City Press that he was shocked when he got the call to train Gatti, but he knows his former foe style and thinks he will do a good job. Ward says, I was a little shocked when he called to ask me to come on, but I'm looking forward to it. It's a good match because we both give 110% at anything we do. I'm trying to give the same effort at training that I gave in the ring, Ward said. I know Arturo's style. I know what makes him tick. I think Arturo has something left more than he showed in his last fight which was talking about the Baudemir fight. Nobody understands that we became pretty close friends after trying to kill each other in the ring. We have great respect for each other and a good friendship. Artur is a great guy and a great fighter and I'm just hoping to help him get back on track. Gatti's manager Pat Lynch told the paper that Ward's presence will only make Gatti work harder. Can you imagine how inspired Arturo will get from doing his road work in the morning with Mickey and then training with him in the afternoon, said Lynch. Somebody said to me, this is like Joe Fraser training Muhammad Ali. Gatti attempted a comeback on July 14th, 2007 against Alfonso Gomez, only to get TKO'd by Gomez. After the fight, Gatti announced his retirement in the dressing room. Reportedly, Quipping, and I quote, I'm coming back as a spectator. Gatti retired with a record of 40 wins and 9 losses, with, a with 31 wins coming by way of knockout. On December the 10th, 2012, Atura Gatti was voted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Atura Gatti's death. On July 11, 2009, Gatti was found dead in a hotel in Impajuca, Pernambuco, Brazil, where he was on holiday with his Brazilian wife, Amanda Rodriguez, and their 10-month-old son. He was 37 years old, and Gatti was to attend his sister's wedding the same day. Gatti's widow was charged with first-degree murder after the Brazilian investigator concluded 
She changed her story several times about how the events transpired both the previous night and that morning. The investigator also concluded that it was impossible for Gatti's body to have landed in the position where it was found under the kitchen counter after it fell from being hung from the side of the set of stairs. According to Gatti's wife, a strap from her bag was used by Gatti to hang himself, resulting in part of the strap being stained with blood. Rodriguez could not explain how she spent more than 10 hours in the hotel room without realising Gatti was dead. Former boxing champion Aislino Fritas, who was a close friend of Gatti, stated Gatti and Rodriguez were having marital problems. Rodriguez had already filed for separation before their trip to Brazil, yet convinced her husband to go on the trip under the guise of a last-ditch attempt to save their marriage. The Brazilian authorities initially ruled Gatti's death a homicide, but after the coroner's autopsy report was released, they declared it was suicide, and his widower was set free. On July 31st, 2009, it was announced that the Canadian government would be seeking more information from the Brazilian authorities on Gatti's death. Gatti's family confirmed that there would be a second autopsy done in Quebec on August the 1st. A pathologist hired by ex-boxing champs family said Brazilian authorities overlooked bruises on Gatti's body in the initial auto autopsy. There were definite injuries that had not been seen by Brazilian authorities, Baden said. Almost a year later, in March 2010, the circumstances concerning Gatti's death remained unclear. At the family request, a Quebec coroner agreed to exhume the body so that two pathologists could conduct a second autopsy. Coroner Jean Brochu said, We've been waiting for this for a long time and it's going to take a while before conclusions can be made and released to the public. A shortage of staff at the coroner's office was blamed for contributing to the delay of the investigation. Regarding a new toxicology report being prepared, Brochu equipped that it may take a century to get the results. The Quebec coroner's report was released in November 2011. Brochu agreed with prior conclusions that Gatti died a violent death from asphyxia by neck constriction. He also noted that Gatti had carisoprodol, a muscle relaxant, in his system, along with alcohol. An expert toxicologist from Quebec retained by the coroner said the drug can produce withdrawal symptoms such as anxiety, confusion and psychosis. The coroner also stated that Obvious presence of post-mortem liberty indicated that the body had been suspended for some time before ending up on the floor. Two independent private investigators from the state, hired by Gatti's family, proved it was impossible that Gatti's body would have been found in the place and position it was in if he indeed had hung himself. 
They believe his wife had an accomplice to assist with murdering Gatti. Motive was Gatti's fortune, which Rodriguez inherited since she was able to coerce Gatti to void their prenup agreement three weeks prior to his death. Rodriguez threatened to leave Gatti and take their son with her, moving to Brazil if Gatti did not write a will, leaving his fortune to Rodriguez. After all the new findings, information and facts were gathered and presented by independent outside agencies from Canada and the US, Brazilian authorities again concluded Gatti's death was a suicide and closed the case. Churugatti's legacy. Churugatti essentially left us a treasure chest of fights to cherish for all times. For example, the Gatti War Trilogy. He was one of those fighters we'll never forget. A warrior by whom all other warriors should be measured. What he lacked in speed or power or footwork or whatever, he made up for in pure guts and heart. He was everything that's been said of him and sometimes he was more. The boxing world started missing him as soon as he retired, even though it needed to happen. We will now miss him even more. I hope you guys enjoyed. This has been your host, Pam, on Boxing Daily Podcast Live Stories. Tune in next time when I tell another story of your favourite fighter. Thank you for listening guys and girls. Bye.